Hakeem, Hakeem, wake up. It's time. It's time for what? Time for Don't Sleep on TikTok. And we're back with another episode of Don't Sleep on TikTok. Today, we welcome Aviva Sonenreich to dive deeper on how she's having success on TikTok as a commercial real estate broker. Before we kind of go deep dive into TikTok, can you, can you take us back into your journey into how you got to where you are today as a commercial real estate broker, you know, from when you decided the day, you know, what, I'm going to mess around with real estate uh, to where you are to what your future plans are in the real estate space. Yeah. So uh, I always tell people like, I wish I had this, uh, I was birthed with this like genius real estate brain and I was a success at 18, but that was not my story. I, I do come from a real estate family. I know nobody wants to hear that because it's not a fun story, but um, my grandparents survived the Holocaust. They came to America with $40 and they built generational wealth through buying property, starting small, eventually getting bigger. Um, grandpa bought the first warehouse in Denver in 1984. And my family realized that uh, managing warehouses and warehouse tenants was significantly easier um, and better than residential. Um, now this was before, this was at a time that warehouses were like not glamorous and not cool and they probably still aren't, but with the rise of e-commerce and uh, emerging industries like MMJ, warehouses have become a very, very popular investment sector. So uh, my family got into that before it was hot, now it's hot and we get to run around and lease out buildings, but I went into real estate. Um, I realized I have a lot of friends whose parents made the move from their day jobs to real estate. And I noticed that all my parents, it was such a crazy trend to see so many people do it. And then I saw how hard they worked versus like my mom, who's a doctor and she like, she works with her back and these people were working with their brains. And so it was kind of a no brainer for me to go into it. Uh, my family would not hire me at the beginning though. So I had to make my own way. And the cool thing with in, uh, commercial real estate is that it's a pretty, um, it's like a very much so an old boys club. So I hopped in and started using some marketing techniques of the now and have just found a lot of fun success that way. So I, I, we have that same property my grandpa bought in the 80s. I still get to lease it to this day. Um, and my goal is to just continue to create generational wealth because it is a crazy, powerful, beautiful thing that I just want to share with other. A lot of people don't know how that, that you can even rent out a property and make money on it. And so using platforms like TikTok or Instagram we or YouTube, we finally have the, I can teach people who didn't even know it existed. And so... I just believe when you help people out, you get more in return, how in the karma bank. And so that's how we got here. That's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah. So Eva, could you go a little more in depth about what brought you to TikTok and 
how you've grown so far since being on the platform. For sure. So I, I uh, pre-COVID, I was actually a DJ. I was like deep in it. And, and my managers were like, you got to get on TikTok. Like you have to get on TikTok. So I like dabbled. And I kind of, I started to see where the power was, but then COVID hit and I was like, I just, essentially I realized supply and demand of DJs. It was like, there's an abundance of DJs, therefore no demand. Um, and then when it comes to real estate content, there is no, there's very, very little real estate content and a high demand of people who want to consume it. Um, and so understanding that, the eyes are on TikTok. It just made complete sense to try because I was bored in March of this year when I wasn't allowed out of my house. Um, and I, I honestly just noticed people were enjoying the content, you know, just simple facts about leasing and buying and real estate. And so I, I always say, you know, to people who don't, who are hesitant to jump on TikTok, um, we don't get to choose where the market goes for consuming media. The market chooses and we just choose if we play into it. And so seeing, I mean, in the last year, what's happened with TikTok, but between the media and then just, you know, the trends, it's, it's just a no brainer to hop on and start giving people valuable information. That's, that's, that's awesome. You mentioned that um, we don't get to choose where the, where the, where the end users, the, the end consumers attention is the market only decides. And it's so funny how parallel, obviously that is uh, with real estate. Um, yeah. Some of the most recent data that's actually come out is, you know, TikTok side by side with Facebook and Instagram, Facebook's average daily consumption time is now 12 minutes a day. Instagram's daily average consumption time is 22 minutes a day and TikTok's is 85 minutes a day. And it's like on top of that, of the 100 million users here in the United States, 40% are of the age 25 and up. And, you know, me and Olivia, we had a conversation not too long ago with, uh, you know, someone who owns the TikTok account, Boats Gone Wild, and he's telling us about the boats that are selling on TikTok for $700,000, a million plus. And it's like, your target audience is in some way, shape or form here. It's just about, can you put out the content? And it, it's awesome how, you know, it's awesome that you've taken this value, you know, this value add approach in an area where the supply and demand is so low because especially in the commercial real estate space is the first thing I noticed, you know, being black and you being a woman, like it's, it is an old boys club to the finest, a bunch of old 50 to 70 year old white dudes uh, playing Monopoly yeah. uh, at the end of the, at the end of the day. Uh, but where your advantage obviously comes in is, is that you're not scared to create content and put out that information because in the past, I mean, it's like your average person doesn't know what a cap rate is because there's no information about what a cap rate even is unless you went to school for it or you're a broker. And most of those brokers, like you said, are huddling that information. So putting out content, you know, I always say information is a commodity at the end of the day. And some people are trying to gatekeep all the information. It's, it's, it's a beautiful thing to see what you're doing. And it's so easy, I'm sure, honestly, to stand out because not many other people are doing the same thing. What, I know I just said a lot, but what does like, 
I know couldn't you couldn't agree more with everything you just said. So awesome. I know you, you really jumped on in March, but now being at, you know, almost at 200,000 followers on the platform, what does the timeline kind of look like, you know, from March to today getting, you know, I don't, I don't know if you started at zero in March and got to one, one, whatever, 197, I think you're at. What's, what's that kind of timeline look like? Okay. I'll, I'll be honest. It really hopped on in March. I have this like ridiculous one-eyed cat and I was making a profile for the cat to learn, um, learn the algorithm, learn strategies. So for like two months, I really just built the cat's profile. Um, so we'll say I started my real estate page in like July. Um, but so even go into the growth of the cat page as well, because I think honestly to follow up on you on that, I tell people and especially other professional athletes who have passions on other things. I say, if you can build a following in anything, brand is transferable at the end of the day. You are you and your brand is your brand. So if you have an awesome cat, why not put out content about your awesome cat, but you also do real estate. But I realized with the cat was that, back to what I was saying about supply and demand, there's still an abundance of ridiculous cats on the internet. <laughs> and there was no, there were very, very few people talking about commercial real estate. And like, this is what I do. This is all day, every day, I'm in warehouse, like it's kind of ridiculous. And I didn't think, you know, but so I would say the growth really started in July. Um, you know, people think they're gonna post once, go viral and that's it. And um, hate to break it, that's not, you know, for 99.99% .99 of us, you need to like actually put in a lot more effort than that. So, I would say posting value add content two to three times a day. I grew probably to like 30,000 in the first month. Um, there are highs in there, you know, I'll get one post I had, I got like 30,000, another 30,000. And then like, since it's been harder, but like, um, but I'm now finding that if I go live, it's easier. So it's all about um, running I'm just running with the algorithm and trying to swim with the tide to continue the growth to help more people. And obviously help myself in some way, which I don't even know how, but I have to be honest about it. You know, I'm not Mother Teresa here, so. <laughs> Absolutely, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. So, so um, could you take us through your typical day as a high func functioning commercial broker? Like, how are you managing to put out two to three pieces of great content a day on top of that? Well, um, never, my first piece of advice would be never fear the repost. If a post <laughs> did well, like you were crazy to think that more than 20% of your following has actually even seen that post because so much content, you know, it's just so fast. So I would say a third of my content I post at least twice um, because I think it's a waste to not. Um, however, a day in my life is, you know, waking up, going through my various media sources to see if I can find any good news that I can hit um, some sort of current trend in real estate on the internet. You know, that's always a gamble. And then just start 
you know, I, I've been working from home for the last nine months. So I sit and I torment my cats. I work all day. Then I work out. Then I come home, make videos. Um, I, you know, just sitting or, or I do a lot of showing, obviously show a lot of property as well. So in and out of warehouses, um, it's not glamorous, but it's glamorous to me. It's like your fourplex might not be glamorous to a lot of people, but to you, I'm sure you're just fine with it. So that's, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's awesome to hear. Cause you know, a lot of people, you know, have that instant you know but i'm already busy obviously how am i supposed to you know integrate something like TikTok into my day-to-day-to-day-to-day uh things that I'm, I'm doing can you tell us you know being on the platform for it's hard to even realize what that we're in december already so eight to nine months <laughs> now how like i'm thinking like you've been on you've been on TikTok since march so you've been on the platform for what three to four months now and it's like holy <laughs> Like we're already in December. Like three years. Yeah. Uh, can you can you tell us about any type of business success uh, that you can trace that was directly correlated to you posting on TikTok? Um. Okay. I haven't had any. You know, big hits. No, like steals. Yep. I I have done some sponsored posts which sometimes works, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes I'll work with the property that I want to get it. You know, I just did a post on Sunday about, they call it the MMJ mansion. And it's this old historic mansion. Oh, yeah, it did really well. I saw that. It looked so cool. Oh, my God. This, this, I'm like a huge nerd about historic Denver properties. And I saw that one and I was like, this is perfect. I have to get in. So I did that for them. But, um. You know, the funniest thing is because TikTok is geo-local. I will have people hitting me up, you know, on Facebook and just people I know being like, I saw your video, like you're killing it. Like they think because I have a, like a bunch of views on TikTok that I'm killing it in my real estate. And it's just been a way to keep, um, because it's so geo-local, keep my name in people's mouths and let them know what I'm doing. Uh, consistently and and that's the point of marketing and and that's that's why i just try to add value is because i I don't want to stand up here and flex and tell you i'm rich because 100 percent. that's not valuable to anybody and i don't believe and real rich people don't do that so um yeah it's just you know there's like rich talk rich tiktok flashy kind of stuff (laughs) not that because it's just not me and I think it's phony. That's uh, that's super real. And I think like I think people underestimate the the life cycle of what brand looks like. You know, you put out one viral TikTok video, they think, okay, next week I'm gonna sell a six million dollar property and get my <laughs> fifty thousand dollars in commission, and I'm rich and blah 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 blah. And my next TikTok's gonna be my check that I'm holding up. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, how do I explain? Like. I, I, I love it because I think because I get the same thing that happened all the time. Like I'll get a text from somebody like, Hey, my little sister just saw you on, on your TikTok or somebody will DM me like, yo, you were just on my for you page. And the craziest thing that's happened so far is, uh, three 13 year olds, uh, and 14 year olds came to my house because they noticed, yeah, it freaked me out a little bit, but they noticed, I, I put like a vlog out and they noticed like the train in the neighborhood and like, 
But it was definitely a solidifying moment of, wow, this platform is pretty damn powerful, uh, but creepy, but powerful uh, at, the, uh, at, the, at the end of the day. Can you, can you break down for us the percentage makeup of when it comes to building your brand, you know, as a commercial real estate broker, platform to platform to platform, how much focus are you putting on TikTok versus LinkedIn versus Facebook versus Instagram? Or versus whatever um, you actually use? I'll be honest. I would say I'm putting about 95, 95% of my efforts into TikTok, which I know is um, risky, right? I should be like 20% in YouTube and 20% in Facebook and 20% uh, in Instagram, tw you know, 10 on Twitter. And, but um, I've done a lot of digital marketing and I have never seen such I've never seen such a easy clear path of growth and I have found that using my TikTok I could grow my YouTube and my Instagram and so I have found by focusing in on this one I get to talk to awesome people like you and I get to meet people and it does funnel to my other uh social media sources so. Absolutely. Can, can you can you actually go a little bit deeper on that? I, I love mentioning to people like I think the UI UX of TikTok that makes it so seamless to go to someone's YouTube profile or someone's Instagram profile and actually throw them a follow in seconds. I think TikTok executed better than any other platform has. I think Clubhouse is doing really well with it. I'm not sure if, you, if you've messed around on, on there yet, but they have that Instagram and Twitter feature to go directly to someone's profile. But I think like I know, like literally this morning I woke up and I had 15, I was on Instagram, I was up to like 4 a.m. and woke up at like 8 or 9 a.m. But I still woke up with like 15 to 20 Instagram followers. So I instantly right. knew that something must have just hit off on TikTok, which they did. Can you kind of go deeper? Yeah. Um, I think because, and this is where, you know, like quality reigns supreme. I think because TikTok is I, I prefer to consume content on TikTok over Instagram anymore, over Facebook. I think because TikTok is superior, just more entertaining, um, it's okay for them to give you the options to click out. You know, like you can just click into Instagram, but I'm going to still go right back to TikTok. Whereas Instagram is this like, we're going to keep you here. Facebook, you know, Zuckerberg, <laughs> like, like, you can't leave our ecosystem. Like TikTok's like, actually we're like quality enough and we're better than everybody else at this point that you can oh, leave our bad. ecosystem. Um, and I I'd had, I suppose had the response not been so good. You know, I put up my YouTube, which I don't even have any videos yet. I'm starting to roll those out. That's awesome. I was getting hundreds of subscribers just from having the link in my bio. Isn't it annoying though? You're just like, no, I don't have any videos yet. Ah. Had the same I problem. I like this short form. And I know TikTok is going to roll out the three minute videos. Yes. They're, 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 I don't know if it's a fit. We had, I had a conversation on not this Monday, but last Monday with uh, their, uh, kind of like an algorithm update uh and they're beta they're beta testing it the same way they're beta testing the dual lives but it's not 
it's very it's like there's no it's not leaning either or it's literally they're testing it and that's about it but they have given it to a select few accounts i think it's going to be interesting to see because i think with quibi uh failing i think that leaves a hole in the market for a lot of content that was created specifically for quibi that just might i don't know i think it's very interesting yeah i think so too i think it'll be interesting you know so i'm like gearing up for that mentally to be like okay entertain for more than 60 seconds or even 15 <laughs> like oh god but uh, <laughs> that's real yeah. yeah so hey the reality is is uh we're all our own little media companies and that's real gary v said that gary gary v said it best um you know first off our our you know our great 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 grandparents would smack us in the face they saw how, I mean, you're taking advantage of it really well, but how not taking advantage we are of the platforms that we have in our hands when 20, 30 years ago would have cost $4 million to launch a satellite up in space so we could be our own Fox News, our own CNN, and broadcast our own propaganda to the world. And we can now do it all from our cell phones. I think uh, thinking of yourself as a media company is the best way to put it. If you could be business insider, and let that be your content handle like that. Like that's how we should all think of content. This is interesting that you bring up Gary and that you're a, an athlete. Mm -hmm. I heard Gary, I always say like our leader, Gary, cause everybody <laughs> loves him. Um, he said, he was like in 10 years, they're gonna lose, I don't remember verbatim, but it's like lose the NBA and it's just gonna be, and I'm sure other teams, he's saying it's just gonna be five on five of the best players who choose their own teams with Coca-Cola across their chest streaming on YouTube. I saw, I saw that. I, I saw it was, a, he made that video a while ago. That means you're, you're, you're a real Gary Vee fan. If you saw and, and took that in. Cause I, I remember when he said that, that if LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, uh, I'm trying to think of like Giannis, if, all these big, 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 big time players. At the end of the day, the thing about these digital platforms and media, it takes away the need for there to be a gatekeeper. It takes away the need for, like he mentioned, artists back in the day needing MTV to become the next the baby or the next whoever. When, if you just utilize what we have, if you're talented, it'll play out. So I do think, I, I don't know, but you know, all of these leagues are obviously like, when the entire old boys club of capitalism gets torn down, I think you'll start to see things like that taking place when you could have 33 of the best basketball players just having their own summer league and making billions off of it by just, you know what I'm saying? Because regardless, we're going to want to watch them at the end of the day. It's like you said, this entire interview, it's supply and demand. And I want to tie that back to investing in commercial real estate specifically warehousing because mm. what we're talking about just then was taking out the middleman the station or or i don't know the middleman we could say the mba um, or the gatekeeper the gatekeeper well what we have found with warehousing is that with the rise of e-commerce and the rise of these emerging industries everybody's leaving the middleman was our retail storefronts but mm -hmm. retail storefronts are dead and dying in the water and it's as if they weren't dying before covid they're really dying 
and warehouses allow give you the ability to go direct to consumer and not need retail and if you can damn i love that how are you guys and i know this is a tiktok interview but i'm an entrepreneur at the end of the day i'm sure your biggest competitor is alibaba or any type of like drop shipper or something of that sort but obviously there's drop shippers who are stateside and need warehouse space at the end of the day where does that like where like how how's your attention towards someone who's in the drop shipping space versus e-commerce versus you know what i'm saying we have 120 units and almost no vacancy at all times because the amount of different uses you can put in a warehouse is completely next level. Like, uh, let me just say this, people in the trades, roofing, plumbing, HVAC, electrical, they all need a warehouse to store their tools and their vehicles. So those people have been super busy through COVID because everybody's in their house using their systems. So that's just like one type of tenant that's booming. Then, um, you know, America is becoming a country of small businesses, people coming up with super random ideas and they need <laughs> warehousing. And so um, I'll, I'll be honest, we have not found a lot of competition with uh, the drop shippers just because the need for warehouse space is just one more more real estate based question for you real quick yeah do how creative do you get on the back end of let's say i've got this sixty thousand square foot warehouse can i use can i sublease ten thousand to this company fifteen thousand to that company twenty thousand to this company and that's interesting you just got my brain always i got you no i love this it's always better Say you have a 50,000 square foot building. It's always better to have multi-tenant to diversify your risk. So 10 tenants. It's like like single family versus multifamily. Exactly. I love it. If you have a single family built, or I'm sorry, a single tenant building in March of 2020 and they go under, then you're stuck with the bill. You can't re-rent it because it's March, 2020. and you might have a mortgage, you know, and then you're in the hole. Whereas if you have five tenants or 10 tenants, you'd lose one. You're okay. You're still in the green. So that makes a lot, a lot of sense. Go ahead, Liv. Yeah. I, was, uh, I went on a little real estate tangent there for a second. Hey, I, I love talking about it. So <laughs> I'm always happy to answer questions on it. So going back to um, TikTok. Moving forward, what are some of your future plans with the platform? Oh, what are some, um, okay. I would like to get into more properties like historical or travel and, um, but obviously I'm sort of confined right now because of COVID. Uh, But I, you know, the biggest thing is just teaching people giving value add content to people and just continuing to keep my face in front of people, whether that is TikTok, whether TikTok shuts down tomorrow. Um, I think it's just a bigger picture of staying where the attention is at all times for me. But I would like to continue to grow my TikTok because I'm having a blast on the platform. Thank you for sharing that. 
Yeah. And I get to meet really cool, like-minded people, which I've really enjoyed because like you said, Akeem, uh, commercial real estate is like a really, really white, douchey boys club. It's like really. So meeting people uh, who are interested in the same things as me, who aren't like just a total frat boy is very, very refreshing to make a community like that. That, that's that's uh, that, that's really awesome and exciting. Uh, tactically, and you can almost say tangibly speaking, what would you say if you know, for for the listeners out there, for your people who are on live right now, what is your best piece of advice for someone who's just getting started on TikTok? Value add content. Give people value or entertainment in your content. Um, one, two, you're going to need to work harder than you expect. And it's actually not that much work, like realistically, but it is, I don't, you know, people, like I said, it's the, like, I see so many people who post two posts, never post again. And that's like, okay, you thought you were going to post two posts and go viral. And like, <laughs> that's real. Like you have to work for, there's, there's no secret. Like it's just putting in the work. I did the, I, I got almost 200,000 followers in like, okay, nine months. Like it was worth it. I put in the work. Yeah. So don't be afraid to put in the work and value add content reigns supreme and be yourself. You got to be authentic. That's real. So that's what a lot, everyone's been saying that just be authentic, be yourself. Very common. Yeah, I, I get some comments that people will be like, I trust you because you're not like fake. You know, I've always thought, should I do more to, you know, more makeup, more hair, eyelashes, lips, stuff. And <laughs> I, people trust me more because I don't. And that's just me. And so I think, you know, people are getting more real and people want more real. And luckily, a lot of people can just be themselves, finally. And That's real. Yeah. That's real. Couldn't agree more. So as we wrap up um, this podcast, our last question is, what's the main reason why people shouldn't sleep on TikTok? Because you're not going to get better visibility anywhere else right now for free. It's, it's you got a window of opportunity. You either go through the window or it shuts in your face. And you don't want to regret not going through the window of opportunity. I like that. That was a, that was a, that was a nice little smooth, smooth little quote right there to, uh, to finish off the, uh, the interview. I've been in a lot of therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I respect it. Aviva, we really, really appreciate you coming on our show. Don't sleep yeah. on TikTok.